Well, another big day in the cryptocurrency markets. Thank you for joining me on this conversation. I want to go over what's happening. Of course, the continued fear of macro, but really there's a very crypto specific event that has been rattling the cryptocurrency markets, and that is FTX and the threat of $3 billion of the cryptocurrencies being dumped in the market. I'm going to debunk this story for you and tell you why I think it's not actually a very big deal. Also, Vitalik Buterin got hacked over on the X app. The hacker, instead of doing some gigabrain stuff, just put up a typical scam link. People lost a bunch of money. I want to talk about how to keep yourself safe. There's so much crazy scamming going on in this space. Keep yourself safe, of course. Keep you from losing your damn crypto coins, guys. Come on. Holy cow. Also, Ethereum, risk reward stuff. Lots of great stuff to be discussing in the crypto markets today. Of course, shout out to everyone joining for the live conversation over here on YouTube or on X, where we broadcast these live three times per week, most weeks, most of the time, usually happens. And of course, shout out to everyone who watches this later over on Rumble, or if you listen on the podcast, where we put up the audio version of these conversations on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. So let's get into this conversation. And yeah, you know, the markets, we are just at a weird place right now at this sort of situation where we are, you know, eight months away from the Bitcoin halving. And honestly, there's just not that much happening in the markets right now. Everyone's afraid. The macro doesn't look great. Crypto, everyone's just jaded, man. Every, a lot of people have lost faith. Yeah. So let's look at the charts, see if they give us any hope. And the answer is no, <laughs> at least not in the short term. Look, there's a lot of stuff going on in the markets, and I think there is definitely some causes for hope, but I feel like a lot of that is threatened by the macro scene, which we'll get into in a few minutes here. But let's take a look at some key stuff on the charts here. The price of Bitcoin continuing its state of just general malaise. We are right now at the time of recording this broadcast around $25,655. We have so far managed to maintain above this key area of price support. $25,000, key area of price support. We've been maintaining above that ever since the initial big sell-off back on the 17th of August. So almost a month later, here we are stuck in this range again. And while we did have this temporary bump on the 29th of August due to the grayscale victory, which is a big victory and honestly did not get anywhere near the kind of love that it should have from the market in terms of the importance of the victory. But we're just stuck in a range again, much like we were after the BlackRock news, 21st of June, all the way until the 16th of August, stuck in a range. Now we've been stuck in a new range. Hopefully, of course, we don't get stuck in the next range down, but it could always happen. We are right now coming up on a death cross for the markets. So this is when the 50-day exponential moving average or simple moving average, we're using the EMAs in this situation. This is when the 50-day EMA, the yellow line that we're looking at on the chart here, which has been basically steadily heading down ever since the big sell-off back in mid-August. When that crosses under the 200-day exponential moving average, that is considered to be a death cross. Last time we had a death cross, it wasn't great for the markets. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> Will that be the case this time? Look, death crosses as well as golden crosses, which are the bullish variant of the death cross, they have 
decent hit rates, but like all indicators, like all potential crosses and things we can look at, they're not 100% predictive in the market. It's basically just showing we are, as we know, in a bearish period in the market. So if we get that 50 crossing under the 200, not awesome by any means, but it doesn't mean we're going to see the price drop 50% overnight or something like that when we get that cross. It could just signal more uncertainty in the markets as we head towards the Bitcoin having about eight months from now. More the most likely anyway. Uh, if we look at the RSI, we have maintained an RSI uptrend so far, which does give me a bit of encouragement for the short term here in the markets. So after it's being massively oversold back on the 18th of August, we've been putting in higher lows for the RSI. Currently, we are testing that hypothesis, though, on the daily at the moment. So without some short-term price recovery, we'll probably end up losing that. The daily MACD here, that has been maintaining a bit of an uptrend ever since we had our initial uh, bullish crossover for that back in late August. We have maintained an uptrend since then. So there's a bit of conflicting indicators here, let's say. But generally... I think the biggest thing is that we are just facing a lot of uncertainty and malaise in the markets. We're at that period in the cycle where everybody's just kind of waiting for something to happen directionally. Are we going to get a terrible recession? Is the new Great Depression coming? Well, then I'll start shorting the markets, for example. Some people are thinking, of course, shorting when we're sitting at support, not always the best idea, which is where Bitcoin is right now. A lot of people are waiting, well, Things are going to take off. Bitcoin ETF is going to come. Ethereum ETF is going to come. Bitcoin halving is coming. We have so many bullish macro events lining up here for the cryptocurrency markets that I feel like the risk reward for Bitcoin overall is very positive right now. And look at it like this. If one was to buy one Bitcoin today, now what is your risk here? Now, some people might say, well, it's going to go down to $3,000, new Great Depression. I think that's pretty unlikely. Even a 50% sell-off from here would take us down to $12,500. Okay, that's a big risk. That's a big risk. However, even if we go down to $12,500, and I'm not so certain that is even a possibility, hey, it's crypto. Don't make me eat my own words later on. Cryptocurrency markets, of course, anything can happen. Uncertainty is prevalent and volatility is the norm in these markets. But let's say your maximum downside risk is a 50% paper loss. I'm assuming you're not going to realize that loss if there's a 50% sell-off. And what's your upside potential here? What's your upside reward potential? Even if we get back to 100K, well, not back to 100K, obviously I haven't been to 100K yet, even if we get back to 70K, well, that's pretty good. That's 200% uh, gains. If we get up to 100K, 300% gains. If we can get up to 150K target, five, 600%. You know, if we get a 180K blow off top, for example, the upside reward potential is very, very high. Buying now, not saying you should buy, not financial advice. You always got to make your own decisions, of course. Financial advice, not what we do here. Education, entertainment, having a bit of fun talking about our magic internet money. That's what we do over here on the Lark Davis channel. But it is interesting to think about really from that perspective. You see, the risk reward buying at 69K was very much skewed in the opposite direction. The reward potential 
over the next few years at that situation was not super awesome. Okay, we're going to go to 100K. Yeah, but you're only going to gain maybe 50% in the best scenario in that situation. And I was convinced we were going to 100K. I got that wrong spectacularly. Thank you guys for reminding me continually, of course. Um, and the downside risk in that situation was pretty extreme. Now we're looking at a different situation because the price is down 60% from its all-time highs right now. So I feel like the risk reward for uh, crypto right now is very much skewed in the favor of those willing to take risks. And as Lori Sykes in the chat points out, do you think the average retail person will buy at 12K? You're absolutely right, Lori. They will not. They will not. And it's just typical market mentality where people... When it's at 69K or when we're at 150K later on, a lot of people go, if only I had bought back in the day, if only I had bought at this price or that price, they live in regret. They make the decisions at the wrong time. They only want to enter the market when the herd tells them it's safe to do it. But the herd is usually wrong. The herd leads everybody to the watering hole full of crocodiles. Got to be careful about that. By the way, before we get into the Ethereum news, the, the Solana news, the FTX news, all that kind of stuff, I did want to do one final reminder for you guys that the crypto trading course, we have one day left, about 24 hours left before this sale is over. So if you want to check it out, we're running it at a 50% discount. You'll never get it cheaper than this. So it's going to normally be $397. We're selling it for $198 right now. There's like 25 lessons in this super comprehensive course, everything from psychology to how to use moving averages, how to find support and resistance, how to spot patterns, whether it be head and shoulders patterns, double bottom patterns, whatever it might be, how to take profits, all this kind of stuff. This is a massively comprehensive course. So if you are a beginner in the cryptocurrency industry, or maybe you've been in the market for a little while, you want to get a bit of a refresher. Well, this is a course to be designed for you. This is like crypto 101 trading, right? So this is going to take you from the basics, understanding technical analysis, this kind of stuff, and to get you up to speed so that you can confidently navigate these markets, whether you want to do trading more or you just want to have better knowledge of charting to make better investment decisions, this course is designed for you. There's a link in the description. Go and check it out less than 24 hours for that sale remaining. So go and check it out, guys. Okay, so let's talk about Ethereum. Now, I want to share the Ethereum chart with you because I think it's very, very interesting. Ethereum is basically sitting in this giant ascending triangle right now. It's pretty fascinating. Even that recent sell-off has not dramatically affected the situation here. We could see this come back down to around $1,500 and still be within that wider formation. So that's pretty interesting. Obviously, the breakout potential for that could take us up to like $3,000 if it were to break out. But we could see this run right out till the end of it. I mean, this triangle's completion is, you know, well into next year. This is on the weekly chart. So that could actually take a while. And that's probably not going to range sideways like that for a year. Always could, of course. Things are always surprising in the cryptocurrency industry and a breakdown because of macro fears is definitely on the table. But I found that chart pretty interesting right now. Of course, Ethereum struggling, of course, to maintain above the 200 week exponential moving average, which is not a fantastic sign for 
Ethereum and really the broader cryptocurrency market because what Ethereum and Bitcoin do tend to dictate what happens to a lot of the rest of the market. But hey, there's always narratives coming up for Ethereum, always new things to watch out for. And of course, proto-dank sharding is the big thing everyone's talking about this year. Now that's going to make roll-up technology 10 times cheaper. So all these layer two networks that we're using right now, it's going to be 10 times cheaper to use them. And they're already super cheap to use, which is very encouraging, obviously, but this will make it even cheaper to use Ethereum layer two networks. So that's really great. These are the kind of stories that can provide narrative for shorter term price moves. Probably not the big breakout move that uh, is going to get us up to 3K ETH. We might have to wait for the Bitcoin halving before we see that kind of narrative take off. And obviously the fundamental factors behind Ethereum, I think they remain very solid. We're seeing the burn come into play. We're seeing new developments coming, whether it be protodank sharding or any of the other things that the, the team are working on. We're seeing layer twos continue to take off. We're seeing, what, 28 million ETH put in the staking contract right now, 14 million ETH sitting on exchanges, an Ethereum spot ETF proposal out there, which means that if a Bitcoin spot ETF gets approved, an Ethereum spot ETF is going to be following right behind it. So a lot going on for Ethereum that makes me think it's got all the right stuff moving in the right direction for when the narrative takes off to really take off price-wise, of course. So that's something I'm watching. But until then, I hope that the price continues to range within that big old fat triangle. And now let's talk about the thing that's got the market all spooked right now. Well, a lot of misinformation being shared online. And that's about FTX. They're back to crash the market, man. FTX has $3 billion worth of cryptocurrencies that they're going to dump all at once and crash everything to zero. That's not true. But if you check the timeline on social media, you might think that's true. Here's the deal on what is happening with FTX right now. So, there's a slide was going around. Now, this was actually from earlier this year, by the way. But anyway, uh, FTX has a whole bunch of money that they're sitting on in terms of crypto. And they're going to sell that crypto. So they've been working with uh, are going to be working with Galaxy Digital, Mike Novogratz's Galaxy Digital, in order to help them liquidate these coins. So they have $685 million worth of Solana, half a billion dollars of FTT, which is the FTX token, uh, quarter billion worth of uh, Bitcoin, just casual quarter billion, $90 million worth of ETH, $40 million of Dogecoin and Matic and some other stuff on down the way there, quarter billion of stable coins, which doesn't really matter because, you know, they're stable coins. So it's being shared online right now that basically Solana's going to be sold off massively because this $685 million of the soul is going to be dumped in the markets and everyone should be panicking right now. It's going to crush altcoins. The Bitcoin's going to crush Bitcoin, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, we need to debunk this and you need to have the right information because I think right now the bark is worse than the bite of the story dramatically. So, so what about the Solana? Well, the soul coins in particular is a total nothing burger. It's a big, fat, juicy nothing burger. That's what's going on right here. Because these are all locked coins. You see, the FTX guys, they negotiated for a big deal that um, basically gave them a huge amount of vested Solana. So they do have 
a truck ton of Solana, but none of it available right now. In fact, the releases for this are going to be happening over the next four years. So somebody, when they buy that $680 million, 45 million soul coins or something like that, whatever it is, whenever they buy those, they're going to be buying basically the vested stake. So it's a nothing burger in terms of a story. This is not going to crash the market overnight. It's going to be following the regular vesting terms. They're just going to transfer ownership of that vesting contract from one party to another who's going to buy OTC. And I'm sure there's some venture capital firms out there that'll love to get a big juicy stake of Solana, especially if they can pick it up at a, a relative discount to the market prices. By the way, uh, I see some people in the chat being, Lark's got giant Solana bags. I I've got like 50 bucks worth of Solana. I, ser I seriously think I was looking at this the other day. I've got like three soul or something like that, uh, which I have in my wallets just to be able to use the Solana network. So I had to have a completely inconsequential amount of Solana to the moon, Solana to the moon. If this 20, if this 20 X is, then I'll have like a thousand bucks worth of Solana at the next market peak. All right, man. All right. We're, we're, we're going to make it guys. Seriously, though, if you ever want to know what coins I own, look in the description of any of these conversations that we have, and you'll find a full link to my portfolio disclosures, as well as risk disclosures, by the way, very important, of course. Uh, I list all the coins that I own, well, any significant amounts of I mean, Actually, Solana's not on that list, because I only have like 50 bucks of it. It's like a tiny, tiny, tiny micro fraction of my total portfolio. So anyway. Jezza Degen says, you need more Solana, Lark. Maybe I do need more Solana in my life. No, I don't know. You know, I think there's plenty of ways to make money in the cryptocurrency market. And I got no hate for Solana. I got no hate for Cardano or whatever other coins you guys want to ape into. I like covering the news. I like knowing what's happening with the major blockchain networks. But I pay attention to Solana and Cardano and other major networks because it's interesting to know what's going on. And I think it's important to know what's going on with these different networks. Anyway, that's Solana. That's a nothing burger. I'm not worried about that. Now, what about FTT? They have a half a billion bucks worth of the FTX token. I mean, look, right now, the current market cap of the FTT token is $350 million. So at the time, the, evaluate, the valuation they gave here basically was at a higher level than the current market cap of this coin anyway. I mean, look, if the FTT token goes to zero, I'm obviously sorry for the holders of that coin. I think you've probably known that's going to go to zero for a while. And I don't know if FTX 2.0 is going to have a token at all. They may or may not. I don't know. But if FTT goes to zero, it's not going to crash the entire cryptocurrency market. It was a very isolated event. I mean, there's not going to be really any buyers for it. If they're going to sell, they're going to be selling into some super thin books. They won't be able to extract much value out of that. So their total recoverable value from FTT tokens, if they were to sell them, would be very, very, very little. Now, what about the Bitcoin and Ethereum? I mean, a quarter billion dollars of Bitcoin, that is a bit of Bitcoin. But at the same time, perspective-wise, it's really not that much Bitcoin. Now, if they were to market dump it all on one go, yeah, that wouldn't be great. But they're not going to do that. They'll either sell Bitcoin OTC because there's always OTC demand for Bitcoin. Other coins, maybe not so much, but definitely Bitcoin, definitely Ethereum. So they can easily sell that stuff OTC. And if they can't sell it OTC for whatever reason, then they can work with a market maker like Coinbase to 
slowly sell it and get the best price for it because they also have no interest in crashing the market. Why would they want to crash the market? It would affect their own books. They're trying to extract as much value as possible out here, not to crash the market and send the prices of their assets down with them. They want to get as much money for those assets that they can so they can pay back the people they owe money to. The only one that may be of all the FTX coins, maybe a slight concern would be Aptos. Now, Aptos, they've got, at the time that they took this assessment, they had um, uh, about 60 million bucks worth of it. So that has more, I think, um, impact, right? Because the total market cap for Aptos and all that stuff, again, but they're not going to dump it all in one day, but let's just assume they did dump it all in one day. Worst possible case scenario, the intern screws up and they accidentally click market sell of 60 million bucks worth of Aptos. And that would be problematic for Aptos. That would see the price go down dramatically. But again, they're not going to do that. They're probably going to sell these uh, OTC. These are with the Aptos. I'm not positive, but I imagine probably a lot of that is their venture investment, which means we have a vesting contract once again. So it won't be all dumped at one time anyway. And they'll sell that off to somebody, a venture capital firm looking to capitalize on that. So, and all the other coins, none of it's 40 million bucks for the Dogecoin. That doesn't matter, man. That doesn't matter. So this whole story, it's been blown up, you know, because the numbers, so $3 billion of cryptocurrencies. Yeah, 3 billion bucks is a lot of cryptocurrencies. I get it. But I think this has definitely been one of those situations that has been overemphasized because of the numbers on social media. Now let's talk about Vitalik getting hacked. So Vitalik, he got his X account hacked. Uh, I think up to like a million bucks by the end got taken. So basically the hack happened and it said, you're going to get a free NFT if you click on this link. So here we go. To celebrate protodank sharding coming to Ethereum, Consensus, the development studio behind Ethereum, is marking the moment with a commemorative NFT. Proto, it honors the work of devs who made this possible. The collection is free for the next 24 hours. Claim your piece of history. Click here now. Man, it's so tough because, you know, on the face of it, like, that's not so crazy. But you always, anytime you see anything, you have to take it all with a grain of salt. You have to take it all with a grain of salt because these accounts get hacked all the time. And we see these giveaways and you have to go and you have to approve some contract. And before you know it, your money's gone. And some guy lost a bunch of crypto punks to this as well. You know, it's just, it's just very, very problematic um, the way crypto works right now, to be honest, because one wrong confirmation of a smart contract and all the money in your wallet's gone. Of course, that's by blockchain. Like if you had one wallet where you've got, you know, your let's say a ledger where you got your Bitcoin, your Ethereum, your Solana. If you approve a contract on the Solana network, they can't take your Bitcoin and your Solana. Um, you know, they can only take your Ethereum in that situation. But anyway, still very, very problematic. And these kind of hacks happen. So you have to be careful. Take everything that you see with massive skepticism and don't rush. Rushing is how most of these mistakes are made. Like imagine you saw this and you said, well, I got to do this right now at this very second. No, you don't. Even in, even in this scenario you just say you know what i'm gonna check back on this tomorrow morning 
I'll see what's going on. And yes, this was a scam. Of course, the funny thing is, I've seen people share some interesting takes on this Vitalik hack. Of all the things you could have done, this is like the, the lowest effort scam they probably could have pulled off. Like, come here and we're going to steal your money. Okay. Very inventive, guys. What would have actually been like level 100 stuff. Take Vitalik's account. Say, I just sold all my Ethereum and I'm going all in on Solana, for example. Imagine price dump in Ethereum, shorting Ethereum, longing Solana. That would have been the level 100 move. This was like the level one move. Anyway, not to say that's what should be done. Obviously, just an interesting observation. These damn scammers, you have got to be so careful. Remember, have your wallet where you play with stuff, your screw around wallet, right? So if you see something and you want to take it, you only got a hundred bucks worth of ETH or something on there. You're not going to lose your shirt. But people, they take their entire bank account and then they take it down dark alleys with them. And then they're surprised when they get into trouble. You got to be careful. Have, have things segregated. Have your, your long-term cold storage assets on one wallet address and have the wallet that, you know, you kind of stick in all the places that can kind of get into a bit of trouble. Have that one separate. Help keep you really safer in this uh, crypto space because there is a lot of bad shit happening, unfortunately. Now, I want to share this with you. So this is from ARK Invest. So long-term, they're bullish, short-term, bearish. So this is reported by Cointelegraph, but shared from ARK Invest in their newsletter. They say, despite ARK's bullish view on Bitcoin, which is supported by its research on how the fusion of Bitcoin and artificial intelligence could transform corporate operations by positively impacting productivity and costs, the investment firm doesn't foresee a straightforward path for a Bitcoin bull run given the current macroeconomic conditions. In the newsletter, ARK cites several reasons for its less than optimistic scenario for cryptocurrencies in the short term. Add that in there, including interest rates, gross domestic product estimates, unemployment, and inflation. One point is that the Federal Reserve is implementing a restrictive monetary policy for the first time since 2009, as indicated by the interest rates. And it's interesting how the macro right now is so strongly contrasted by all the really positive crap that we've been having happening in the cryptocurrency market specifically. And I know the volume's down, the interest is down, the sentiment's down, people are bored and apathetic and tuned out right now. I get it. But look what has happened in the last few weeks. We had Grayscale win their big lawsuit against the SEC, clearing the path for spot Bitcoin ETFs, which in theory clears the path for spot Ethereum ETFs, maybe even spot Cardano ETFs or something in the future. PayPal launched a stablecoin. The X app is going to bring in 400 million people to crypto. Visa's using Solana for payments. Shopify is integrating Solana for payments. The uh, Financial Accounting Standards Board approved fair value for cryptocurrency accounting. You know, obviously had big implications for companies buying Bitcoin or Ethereum or whatever else. Big things are afoot in crypto. And if we didn't have the macro backdrop that we had right now, like the markets would be so bullish. And once we start resolving some of this macro BS that's going on, we are going to see markets get lifted up because all of these fundamentally big stories, they will have a fundamentally big impact. Just not today. 
I wish it was today. That'd be great. We have to be patient. You know, it's so funny with crypto. I was thinking about like uh, the chain link I've been buying recently. And I'm thinking, well, you know, if it takes a year or five years to 10x or maybe even 20x, however long it takes, that feels like a good risk reward bet. The risk, relatively small, in my opinion. The reward, relatively high, in my opinion. And I feel like there's a lot of cryptocurrencies right now that are offering that same thing. Look, right now we are in a, a tough period of player versus player BS going on in crypto. There's so many low cap scam coins coming out. There's so many different shady things going on in crypto. So you have to be vigilant. Right. And you don't have to be chasing the tiniest micro cap coins to make money in this market, depending on your time frame. Now, if you have to make money immediately and you need to have high risk, well, there's always options out there for you. We've seen lots of options this year, whether it be Telegram trading bots or gambling coins or meme coins or whatever else has been trending throughout the year. Hamster racing. Come on. Do we really do the, Do we really do hamster racing, guys? That was crazy. There's always ways to make money in the market. But if you can be patient for a few years, you can have bigger gains potential than the people getting chopped up, chasing every new narrative right now. And that some people make money and a lot of people lose money. But if you can have that patience to say, okay, I believe in the asset class. I think in a few years time, whether we stick with the four-year cycle and 18 to 24 months from now, we're going to have new all-time highs for the market. That's one thing. Maybe the macro is so bad, it's going to take an extra year or two. We don't know yet. We'll find out. But if you can think like that, then there's a lot of 10, 20, 50x potential coins that have great risk reward ratios right now, in my humble opinion, of course. Yeah, you don't have to make it too complicated sometimes, guys. Now, I want to share this one from Ecoin Metrics as well. He says, no more rate hikes unless something goes wrong with inflation. Now, we could be in a situation right now where we could actually have something going wrong with inflation because oil prices are going up. I made a video on that the other day. Check it out if you haven't seen it. But we do have oil prices going up. Oil prices rising could see inflation spike again. But I digress. Equimetrics says the Fed funds rate futures are putting the largest probability on the Fed funds rate to stay in the 5.25 to 5.5% range until the end of the year. But there is still about a 25% chance of another 25 basis point rate hike sometime in 2023. That probably doesn't happen unless there is an inflation spike. So we need to get those prices of oil under wraps or we could see that inflation spike. So we shall see. Demand is definitely rising for oil right now. So that's something to watch out for. And uh, as Crimson Caravan points out, yes, indeed, we have the CPI announcement this week. So we're going to find out what that is. Now, if we look back, we got to a low of 3% on July 12th for inflation. That was down from like 9.1% 12 months ago. August, we came back up. So it was forecast to be at 3.3%, came at 3.2%, which is actually better than expectations, so it came in lower. Now September. Now the question is, is inflation going to go up again? Are the rising oil prices about to hit consumers? Now this is a lagging data, right? So when we find out on September 13th, 
it's looking back a month, so it hasn't priced in the last two weeks of oil price rises. We might need to wait until mid-October to find out, okay, how are the oil prices really being factored in here? But still, Wednesday, uh, we have the new CPI data coming out. We'll see what that is, what the impact it has on the market is. I've seen forecasts for around 3.3%, I think. So could be just a very slight rise. We shall see. If we come in hot, not going to be great for risk assets in the market. If we come in better than expected, could be enough to put a bit of wind in the sails of the markets more broadly. So that's what's going on right now in the cryptocurrency markets. That's what I'm watching in the cryptocurrency markets right now.